Welcome to Who Would Live in Florida, a weekly debriefing of a Disney-driven life, a podcast about attempting to live our best Disney World life, where each week we discuss what living in Florida is actually like. This week we'll be discussing our move to Florida from Washington State, how we decided to move across the country to be closer to Disney World, and the process leading up to our move. My name is Kara. I'm one half of the Magic Geekdom on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'm Jeremy, the other half of the Magic Geekdom on all those same things. <laughs> this is our first official episode, and let's jump right in. So, when we first decided to move, I mean, it, it's something... It's something that we had been talking about pretty much ever since we started coming to Disney World together. Yeah, probably. Maybe not after the first trip, but definitely the second, maybe even before that. Yeah, I mean, I think we had talked about it even, like, during the first trip. Like, maybe one day we could live here. I don't think we had ever actually tried to start planning it out, though. Yeah. Um, but... Our last trip that we took to Disney World in January of 2018, we just had a lot of fun hanging out with our friends that, you know, live here, their cast members, and we were just, I don't know, it was really, it was really hard to say goodbye on that trip. And I think we went home and said, how can we make this happen? How can we do this? And I think that's really, that's really the catalyst. Like, that, that trip was what set everything in motion. Yeah, we'd kind of started talking about it and looking at it before, shortly before that trip. Kind of after the trip, the previous one in September. But I think, like you said, that really kind of sealed the deal. Like, I think this is what we want to do. Yeah, definitely. We got back from our trip in January. And... That was when we really started looking into, like, the cost of living in Florida and um, what it would cost to move here. And what we found um, was that it was actually a lot cheaper to get a decent house here than it was in our area. Uh, I think that was the big, big driving force behind us actually moving is that we had tried the year before to get a house in the Portland area where we were living and um, we just, we couldn't get anything that we liked that we could also afford. The housing market is just insane there, which I've actually heard since we've moved here has gone down a little bit, but um, that was probably the, the big, the big thing is we started looking at, you know, buying a condo here and we could get a decent condo for under $200,000, which was kind of unheard of back in our area, um, at least similar ones to the ones that we were looking at in Florida. And that, I think, really set us in motion of we, we could afford to do this. We could, we could actually move there. Yeah, um, I mean, we had looked at housing, and really the one of the only things we could afford was like a mobile home that was not on land that we would own. It was just pretty crazy how much of an upswing the real estate had had there in the last, like, five years or so. Yeah, definitely. After we started looking at the cost of buying a house in the Orlando area and realized how affordable that would be, we kind of started putting this plan in place that we would move here 
rent a place for about a year, maybe, you know, one to two years, and then buy something um, that we could afford down here. And, you know, even looking at rent, rent was a better deal than what we were paying back home. Like, yeah. right now, we, we do have a smaller a smaller place than we had back home. Um, but it's also, but it's also like $500 cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Cheaper. So there's that. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're saving quite a bit by actually living here. So I think that was kind of a really big discovery is that, yeah. you know, and, and what I've heard since moving here is that the housing market keeps going up and up. Like there, I mean, isn't, shocking really it's but. it's true i mean it, it kind of in the the past the trend has been going up everywhere it just doesn't seem like it's grown as rapidly here as it has back in the portland seattle Which area makes sense i mean those are tech hubs and mm -hmm. there's lots of it and computer technology companies building offices or already have offices established in both of those places yeah yeah, so, so we started looking at, you know, the, the cost of living here and decided that we could afford to live here, that it would actually be probably slightly more affordable to live here. Um, I was looking at jobs in similar positions to what I had back home, and it looked like they would pay me pretty similarly. So I said, all right, these jobs are here. There, there's jobs for me there. There's affordable housing for me there. I mean, for both of us there, yeah. but, um, it, it just made sense to start planning for that. And I think the next step was trying to figure out how soon we could do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from a lot of people that we've talked to about moving here, a lot of people are still planning like when they retire or, you know, in five years or when their kids are grown, there's a lot of people who are planning to make this move here eventually. And I think from, from our perspective, like from where we were coming from, it's probably a lot more expensive to move from basically the opposite corner of the country than, um, you know, if you were from, you know, like the Georgia or yeah, South Carolina or something, it would be much more affordable. Um, but we ended up spending, I don't know, like eight, eight to $10,000 when everything was said and done. Uh, between actually leaving and getting here and getting all of our stuff here and staying in a condo for six weeks, which we'll talk about that a little bit more in a little bit. But um, it, it was, you know, it, it was a lot we had to save up to do that. And so we just started putting away as much money as we could with every single check. And it was like, okay, you know, here's, here's what we're spending to live. Let's put everything else aside for our move. It also could have been cheaper just because we took such a long trip to get here. I mean, it wouldn't have been exorbitantly cheaper, but we did take a three week road trip to come here. Yeah. And, and granted, I think we budgeted our road trip really well. I think I think we spent more money once we actually got here having fun at Disney World than we fair. ever did on, on any day of our trip. Yeah, um, but we did. We did do things, I think, a, a little bit backwards. Most people, when they are going to move to another place, they try to find a job first. They try to kind of set everything up, find a place to live. And 
we definitely did everything backwards. I think Jeremy might regret a little bit more than I do the way that we did things. I don't know. What What are your thoughts about the way that we did things? Mostly worked out okay. Yeah, I but agree. I feel like my only major gripe with it is I feel like we should have been a little more active towards what we were going to do with our lives when we first got here. We played around a lot. That's true. We That's had friends true. in town and... Well, we were close to Disney, which is one of our favorite things, so we were there almost every day at some point. Yeah. Which we still are, but now we have a place to live and other responsibilities, which we didn't necessarily have initially. Yeah. And I think we kind of avoided real life a little longer than maybe we should have. Yeah. Well, I I think that's that's fair. But before we actually got into town... Um, I, I think with, with ha- taking the road trip that we did, it kind of put a hinder on job searches initially yeah, anyways, because I was applying for jobs in the summer, um, when, when we officially knew, because we, we were told by our, our landlords, the place that we were renting back home, that they were going to be selling the house. And so our, our time there became very limited. definite and yeah. limited. Yeah. So we ended up saying, okay, this is, you know, this is it. This is when we're, this is when we're going to have to make it happen. And, you know, I, I, we both were applying for jobs once when we were still there and I was getting calls and people were like, Hey, can you come in for an interview this afternoon? And I said, Nope, I'm in Washington. So I think going into it, I thought that the the job market here was great because I was getting phone calls. But what I, I didn't realize until actually getting here is that you get those phone calls. You're just interviewing with 300 other applicants. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I think we just thought, well, this all seems promising. Like this is the life circumstances that we have. Let's go and let's make a fun road trip out of it. And I, I don't regret that at all because I think no. that was a really fun trip that it was we took. Awesome. So let's dive a little bit more into the actual cost of moving to Florida. And granted, this is coming from Washington State. I would say that probably the average person that's moving from somewhere in the United States is coming from somewhere a little bit closer. Although, for comparison, (laughs) um, this is probably on the more expensive side. We... um, I made a huge spreadsheet. I went through every moving company. I went through, um, like Penske, Budget, U-Haul, um, Mayflower, some of those big trucking companies, uh, Zippy Shell, uh, Pods, just pretty much any moving option that was out there. I went through every single one and I got some estimates of, you know, ranging between like 500 cubic feet to like 2000 cubic feet and just went through and kind of like priced them out in chunks of how much it was going to be to move our stuff through the different methods. And what I found is that for us, we could either rent a Penske truck, um, with gas and the cost of the truck and everything, it was going to be like $3,300. Or we could have um, Estes, which is actually a freight company. Um, they do like LTL shipments. They have a moving company called SureMove 
that basically they drop you off a big truck, you fill it to whatever amount you want to fill, you put up a partition, and then they ship their other shipments like LTLs and stuff in between, and then they deliver it to the destination. And we found that that, um, that was our cheapest cost, and if we added in the cost of driving our car ourselves to Florida, that those two combined would be about $3,000. We ended up spending a little bit more in gas, maybe like $200, but I think it was still cheaper than if we had um, rented a Penske truck and driven it ourselves. Plus that didn't even, that $3,300 that I had quoted it at didn't even include the cost of like running a trailer or anything to put our car on. So it was... Plus we didn't have to worry about having our stuff in a giant truck yeah. while we were driving across the country. Yeah, that... I mean, I still worried about our stuff. Well, yeah, but, but <laughs> um, I we read parking at hotels with all our earthly possessions in the back of a truck. Yeah, which you know, had we had we done that, we would not have been able to make a very fun road trip out of it. I mean, if we had made a road trip at all, I would have been worried the entire time. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and you know, then dealing with parking and everything else like that would have not been a fun situation. But um, we ended up, yeah, we ended up going with uh, SD Sure Move. Um, we ended up using 10 uh, linear feet, which was about 700 cubic feet, um, which was a little bit smaller than the amount I had priced out with U-Haul and, and Penske. But our stuff ended up fitting really well. Um, most, pretty much every shipping company I looked up at all had bad reviews. Like they all just have, they range from like bad to less bad. <laughs> but basically like people only left reviews if they had a terrible experience. Yeah. Cause I'm sure not everyone has a horrible experience with their moving company. Like overall our experience was fine other than they were a little late to drop it off and pick up the trailer. Yeah. When we got here, but other than that, it was fine. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good experience. I would recommend them. Um, one thing that I read online before we got the truck was um, most of their bad reviews had to deal with them rearranging stuff on the truck or stuff just being a total mess, like damaged because it bounced around so much because they don't have I guess like the shock absorption that some of the other like moving trucks do. And some of our stuff had, like, bounced around and boxes got a little smashed. Yeah. Nothing really broke. Yeah. We also did a really good job of packing everything down. We we ordered some ratchet straps from Amazon, and we had everything, like, ratchet strapped. And we used pieces of wood. Um, we used nailed pieces of plywood to hold, like, our table in place. Like, we packed everything really well, I think. Like, there were a few things that were kind of loose, but they were things that... I wasn't as concerned about anyways. Yeah, a couple boxes got crushed, but nothing actually in the boxes was yeah, ruined. So. Yeah, so I think overall we had a really good experience. Um, we ended up, once we got here, using them. We were going to get a storage unit to put our stuff in while we were here, and we ended up just leaving our stuff in the truck in storage. We thought that, you know, it was, I think, 10 or $15 a day, which is not cheap for storage, but it also was... Um, 
then we didn't have to deal with the headache of unloading that truck into a storage unit and then reloading it into a U-Haul to move it here. So and potentially that storage unit not being near where we ended up at the end either. Yeah, so I think it actually worked out really well. Um, and then the SD's Shermove, their trucking facility is actually in Clermont, um, so which is like northwest of Disney World. So it ended up being like a very short commute um, for them to drop our stuff off. It was kind of a weird, yeah, we had a little bit of a communication issue at the end where um, we were told to call the wrong place to get it picked back up and they told us they could pick it up a different day. They also told us they could drop it off a different day than they had initially told us. So there was a little bit of um, miscommunication. I think it was with the actual facility that delivered our truck. Yeah. But other than that, we had a really a really positive experience yeah, with them and yeah pricing it out with everything else it was definitely the most affordable option at least for us um coming where we were coming from and the way that we were making the trip yes definitely um let's see what else do we want to talk about the actual road trip yeah. more? Yeah. So our, our actual road trip that we took, we left, um, I think August 24th is when we set off on our trip. And we did not arrive until September 17th or 18th, one of those two days in Orlando. So um, it was about... A three and a half week road trip, I think. So not quite a month, but a little over three weeks. And we, I, I packed it pretty full. I have a tendency to make a lot of plans. I have a tendency, you know, even when you we do. would, yeah, even when we would come to Disney World, I was a planner, like, all right, at 7 a.m. we're doing this, and at 7.10 we're doing this, and at 7.12 we're doing this. Um... Which we'll get into the fact that how that has changed since we've gotten here <laughs> yeah. on, on a different episode. Definitely don't do that anymore. But um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, we had a pretty packed road trip, but I don't think there were any days, like there were some exhausting days, but I don't think there were any days that were horribly exhausting. No. Um, we, we did like the day that our truck was picked up, we cleaned all our house. We did everything all in one day. And because we had our, they, when Estes drops your truck off, you have three days to load the truck yourself and then they'll ship it to you. They'll come back, they'll come pick it back up and ship it. And then when they drop it back off at the end, you have three days, a three day window. So you're doing all the, the loading and unloading. Um, so they dropped our truck off and we thought, oh great, we have three days to load. But then as it turned out, all of our family was like, no, you have to hang out with us before you leave. <laughs> and we did not end up actually loading our truck until the, the morning. Well, we like, started we the did, night before. We started the night before a little bit, but then even that night we went out to, like, we went out drinking with my brother. Cause it's true. Those are good life choices. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, We did yeah, the majority so. of it the day that we left yeah so like two-thirds of it probably at least yeah two-thirds of it maybe three-quarters of it the morning that we left so we got up at six or seven in the morning and just started like 
you know, filling, filling, filling. We, I think we barely missed that cutoff. Like it was what, like a half an hour between when we were done loading it and when he picked it up. It was not, it was not a very long time. And then we spent, you know, three or four hours just cleaning the house. And then my parents that same evening, they said, well, you can't leave and not go to dinner with us. So we ended up going to dinner that night too and then that night we had like a five hour drive down to uh southern oregon so we had a very very long day the day that we moved that is true <laughs> it was a long day and um was, the grand canyon days were kind of long too because we ended up sticking more into those days than we were initially going to yeah but yeah. overall it, it wasn't too bad yeah I, I mean, it was glad, It was not a bad thing that we got to our hotel or our Airbnb so late that night because that was the one that smelled like cat pee. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was fine that we only slept there for like five hours because... We just got was, up. I don't even think we yeah. didn't shower or anything. We're just like, yeah, we're we'll just, just like, shower when we get to the place yeah. we're staying. <laughs> yeah. It was not, not probably the least, my I don't know, probably my least favorite Airbnb experience. Although, I guess as we go through the days, I might remember a worse one. But mm, I don't know if you will. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went to Medford. We went and visited. We're, we're big uh, Twin Peaks fans. So, we visited um, Catherine Coulson, who plays the log lady on Twin Peaks. We went to her grave. Um, that was really... A neat experience to be able to pay our respects to her and learned that we did it wrong yeah we did do it wrong <laughs> she's she was jewish and uh we left her flowers which we've since learned That's um not a terrible thing to do but it's not what you generally do yeah you're supposed to leave rocks on their grave which we didn't know but makes sense because there were a bunch of rocks there yeah. <laughs> um so yeah we went and visited her and then we went down to i guess we went over to reno when we spent yeah did we spend a night in reno mm, outside of reno that's oh, where we camped at the oh, lady's house yeah you're right we stayed we stayed um camping we've actually had a few different people ask us about our camping experience um if you watched our youtube video we went camping in a lady's backyard and i think a lot of people assumed that we just like found some random place and we're like, we're going to camp here. But we actually booked it through a website called hip camp. Yeah. Um, where people let you camp on their property. And she was a very nice, uh, older lady that just lived by herself and she was very sweet. And, um, we had a really nice experience. It got very cold that night. I, it I did didn't get pretty cold. Yeah. I didn't sleep great because I was very chilly that night, but, um, it was a, a fun experience. We had actually intended to camp a few more times on our trip. Um, but for various reasons, mostly we ended up weather did not. Yeah. Agree. Mostly weather. We ended up not doing that. Um, one of them was supposed to be in Florida and they had like nearly hurricane force winds. Yeah. One same of the nights thing we were with Texas. To do it. Yeah. Or no, it was Texas. Sure. Yeah. Not Florida. So, um, we, yeah, we had a good camping experience there. We spent a night in Virginia City, which Virginia City is one of my favorite places to visit in the world. It's just a really neat old west town, and it just feels like you're stepping back in time. If you're, if you're into history and, and into, like, the old west, it's really just it's kind of a magical place to visit because it feels like it feels like you're reliving history. It's really neat. 
And that was your first time there, right? Yeah. So. It was neat. It was cool. I would like to go back at some point. Yeah. And check it out a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the schoolhouse that they based what Phantom Manor looks like at. Yeah. Which it's is true. Cool. The fourth ward school there is um, what they based the Phantom Manor in Disneyland Paris uh, on. And at least the outside building. Yeah. And it's, you know, obviously... A, a pretty cool, creepy-looking place. And that actually is one of the more... Virginia City is well-known for being haunted. And that school, there are lots of reports of uh, children um, like running down the stairs and hearing laughter and things like that. So it's kind of interesting that um, the place that it's based on is actually allegedly haunted. So Way to go, Imagineers. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll make it to Virginia City again sometime, because it, it, we didn't really get to spend a, a whole lot of time there, just yeah. there for a night. Um, but then we went to Utah and hung out in Salt Lake City with Jeremy's mom, who's always a pleasure to, to be around. And normally when we go to Salt Lake City, we just hang out, like, for days on end. Yeah. And just, like, eat food and have a good time. And but we actually tried to do some other stuff while we were there so we saw some interesting things that i hadn't even seen living there yeah a few of them that i wanted to and just never did yeah thanks daily vlogging (laughs) forces us to do do things yeah do things so yeah that was fun we um we went to a couple different like we went to a hard cider brewery there we went to a a rum distillery which i'd never been to a rum distillery before that was interesting that guy was very nice but one of the partners, owners of it, that yeah. he was the only one there, and we were the only people there for the tour, so he just showed us everything and kind of hung out and talked to us. So. Yeah, yeah. And then we um, we went to Gilgal Gardens, which is um, a really interesting place. It's a guy that um, basically just created these weird statues and pieces of art out in this garden um, to pay tribute to... Uh, the Mormon religion, and it's really interesting. There's a, a Joseph Smith Sphinx. Like, there's a Sphinx, but it has Joseph Smith's face on it. It's very strange, but I also think it's a really cool place. It's really yeah, interesting. really the one thing that I hadn't done that specifically I wanted to go see. And it's weird, because it's just, like, an alley, kind of, that opens into this garden in downtown Salt Lake. And I'd just never gone. But I always wanted to. Yeah. So now I have. Yeah. It it was it was a neat experience. I'm sure we'll make it back there again someday. Um, we also I think my favorite thing that we did in Salt Lake City. Uh, well we did go see this is the place also, which I had never seen. Yeah, and um, I hadn't been so, in a long time. So that was neat to see the actual the place where Brigham Young said, This is the place although I think it's not technically the actual place. Yeah. It's just a pretty place that they have a <laughs> monument about. Um, but no, my favorite place that we went was we went to the, what's it called? The Salty Mine? The... The train store. The tra- oh no. Oh, it's the train shop. It's the train shop. The train shop in Salt Lake City. ride inside of it. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a train shop, which is cute. Yeah, it was it's neat. neat. But then they also have all of these different train exhibits. So you can go and you can, you can... Control the train. Pay, pay money to, and it's, you know, like a quarter, to control the train. They have like a Harry Potter one and all kinds of different little like train themed sets. ones. Yeah. They've got little party rooms where you can have a birthday party. 
It's a very cute place. Yeah, it was really cool, actually. But my favorite part is that they have two rides there. And one of them is like a cute, like, little kid ride through, like, wilderness. It's very cute. It's kind of almost like riding the Disney train, sort of. Yeah, it is. It's like on on a much smaller scale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they also have a mine ride where you have a flashlight that you shine, um, it's like a little game. Yeah. Yeah, So you're trying to like shine your flashlight on all these things to keep the mine from blowing up. Which also, go make Disney references, seems very similar to the Monsters Inc. ride in Japan. Oh, It's a hide and shriek or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't think I knew that. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that ride is actually voiced by Justin Scard, and it's amazing. It's so much fun. It is the, silly. The mine train itself, um, the ride itself is very fun, but then you've got Justin in the background doing his Old West voices. Which you probably and, know who yeah. he is if you're listening to this and you know who we are, but he's another vlogger that does a lot of Disney things, but also a lot of, like, Route 66 and historic locations, and... Virginia City, but he also, when he's in Western places, he kind of does a goofy prospector voice, which is, these people uh, approached him to come and do the voice of this ride yeah. because of that. Yeah, and it's it's so much fun. If you are ever in the Salt Lake area, I highly recommend checking that place out. Um, the whole the whole experience was really fun, um, but being a fan of Justin Scarred, it just, it was, it was a very special experience. It was neat. Oh man, that that shooting gallery with the disco chicken. Oh yeah, thing. The, I forgot about the shoot. Yeah, they have a little shooting gallery it's there too. Pretty good that's, as well. That's fun. Yeah, so that that was neat. I I had a good time in Salt Lake City. I miss your mom. We should make it back there sometime. I know. Hopefully she'll come here soon too. Yeah, yeah. So after we um, we uh, I think spent like just short of a week in Salt Lake City. Yeah, um, like five just, or six days. Yeah, it's just like. You know, I mean, it is Jeremy's home. It's, it's you know, second home for me. Like, <laughs> just go hang out at Mama Margie's house. So we had a really good time there. And then when we left there, we went to southern Utah. And we went and days. saw the big Thunder Mountain, the real one. Yeah, Bryce Canyon, which I hadn't been in a long time and you'd never been. Yeah, well, and there's actually what I didn't know about Big Thunder Mountain is that there is a real area called Big Thunder Mountain, mm-hmm. and it's outside of um, the entrance to Bryce Canyon. Yeah. So that was very exciting to me. Yeah, we saw we saw the real Thunder well, Mountain it was all based that, off of. that the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is based off of, and it was beautiful. And, and you know, I've been to the Grand Canyon. I've been to Zion now. Um, I've been to Moab, uh, the Arches National Park, and I think... I don't know. I think Moab and Bryce Canyon are my favorites so far. Bryce those Canyon are, yeah, was incredible. Those are both really cool. And we went to Zion. You know, we we. I just think Zion has millions of visitors every year, and it's such a big deal. And I, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Oops. Sorry. We went to Zion, and should we test this again? It's fine. Okay. We went to Zion, and it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't know. I I think with as big of a deal as it is to everyone and with as many visitors as it has, I was just expecting for it to be more intense or like, I don't know, something. I just, 
Well, and there's areas we didn't go to. Yeah, that's true. Like, one of the hikes that I would really love to do, but I don't know that I ever will actually do it because I'm kind of a chicken about it, is they have the Angel's... Landing? Angel's Landing, yeah. It's like a very thin, starey kind of... That's a no for me. Yeah, it looks looks like it could be quite scary. I, I don't... I'm kind of afraid of heights. Um, I've done some adventurous things that I am proud of that I would probably wish I didn't had do, but I wish I would have done that. And also at the same time, I'm glad I didn't. It's like too narrow and like areas for me where you have to hold on to a chain because it's so narrow to climb things and very high. Yeah. I pass. It's like Yosemite. I've always wanted to climb Half Dome, but my friend, my friend who's much more adventurous than me, he has climbed Half Dome and he said he wouldn't do it again. So I don't know. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I would, I would like to go back to Zion at some point and try some of the other stuff that we didn't do. Um, I would give it another chance. I just, I, I thought it was beautiful. I just thought that, you know, there's the similar, I mean, it's not similar looking to the Northwest, but we have such beautiful hikes in the Northwest that there wasn't anything so unusual or so different from what we have back home that I was completely overwhelmed with or anything. So, and I don't That's know, fair. we hiked to the Emerald Pool, Emerald, the Emerald Pools, and I don't know if it's just because of the time of year, but I just thought that was very underwhelming. Like, they were... It's fine. They were... Uh, we also yeah. couldn't go to all of them, either. Some of them oh, were you're right. Off. They had been closed off because they had some flash flood that wiped out part of the trail. That's yeah. true. So, it's possible that the rest of the emerald pools were quite lovely. But, yeah, um, we went to Zion. We went to both sides of the Grand Canyon. We went to the North Rim and the South Rim. Um, I preferred the North Rim. Yeah, I did, too. I I had only ever been to the South Rim before. I've been to the Grand Canyon a couple times previously. And I had never been to the North Rim. But, you know, I thought the North Rim was really, really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both cool because I'd never been to either. But, yeah, just, there's... I don't know, there was something more picturesque and like epic epic yeah i don't know because you it seems bigger when you see the south side but there's just something about the north side i just yeah i liked more i agree i agree and yeah the north the north rim is also less less popular like south rim is vastly popular and that was part of it i think there were just so many people at the south rim that's true um, that it kind of felt like, oh, it's our own little area at the North Rim. But just like even that balcony or whatever you want to say off the lodge mm-hmm. of the North Rim, it's just mm-hmm. like that was gorgeous looking. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. And, um, you know, we had our dog with us on our trip. So there were things like, especially with, um, like, well, with all the national parks, like we couldn't, we couldn't go on all the trails because there's only designated trails that the dog, the dog can, can be on, on. Yeah. so that i think really limited what we could do at zion especially because some of the more um neat looking trails were not dog friendly but um i don't know i really i yeah i really enjoyed bryce canyon of the national parks that we did in that little loop that was probably my yeah. favorite i don't know that and like I said north mm-hmm. north room of the grand canyon yeah so after we uh, after after we went to the Grand Canyon, 
we went uh, down and met up with Route 66, and we... <laughs> Sorry. Hey. Alright. After we went to the Grand Canyon, we went to Route 66. So we did a little stretch of Route 66 through Arizona and New Mexico, which Jeremy had never done any of Route 66. Yeah. And I have only done like through air like california to arizona stretches so um well actually i've been to albuquerque so i do remember doing a little bit of route 66 stuff in albuquerque before but we went to tucumcari in new mexico which was a really interesting town it was like a weird little kind of like ghost town almost yeah um, it was just kind of kind of sad like um, in the few like hotels with the neon mm -hmm. there wasn't a whole lot else going on there yeah we um we saw we stayed in a wigwam in holbrook arizona um that was a really incredible experience um we just kind of stopped at some of the little stops along the way and yeah route 66 is always a good time uh we also went down to roswell uh, that was both of our first experience in roswell something that i have just always been fascinated with i don't know as a kid i think you know growing up in the 90s in the 90s there were so many weird alien shows that mm -hmm. i just became obsessed with roswell from a very young age so it was yeah, nice sure. to see that fictional x-files but then all your other like weird things unsolved mysteries and sightings mm -hmm. and yeah plus there was also the actual show roswell that you were a big fan of i, I do love roswell it was a good show that was actually filmed in California, though, so... But it is interesting to see, because I've been to some of the filming locations in California, it is interesting to see in person in Roswell how they kind of lined them up. Like, a lot of the things that they filmed were similar to things in the actual town of Roswell. So, that was cool. No Sheriff Valenti sighting for me, though. I haven't watched enough of that. I, <laughs> I have seen it before, but... Not enough. That's okay. I think that's a typical story. <laughs> um, so yeah, Roswell was very neat. We went to uh, the UFO Museum, which ended up being dog friendly, which, which was, was good cool. because yeah. our um, our dog sitter we had arranged for in Roswell uh, just was a no show. So we ended up finding out that the UFO Museum was dog friendly and took the dog with us, and she only whined. For most of it. <laughs> so, yeah, she was really good. Overall. Yeah, overall, but she was kind of, she was kind of a jerk in that museum. She just didn't, she didn't like being in a museum while we were just standing there looking at things. And so we ended up having to carry her most of that time. Um, but yeah, Roswell was neat. Yeah, Roswell was cool. Um, and then we went to Texas. We stopped in Lubbock, which is the hometown of Buddy Holly. So we got to see some of the Buddy Holly stuff, but sadly the museum... Uh, closed on like was... Monday and Tuesday or Sunday mm -hmm. and Monday. I think it was Monday and Tuesday because yeah. we were there on a Tuesday, I want to say. Yeah, whatever day we were there, it was closed. Yeah. So um, we... Uh, we did see some Buddy Holly stuff, though, so that was neat. Yeah. And then we went on to um, Fort Worth. We met up with Matt and Christina and their son Asa. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Matt um, 
Jeremy does another podcast called Disney at a Distance with Matt. And so we got to meet up with them and that was fun. They, they took us to one of the local spots, a pizza place called Parton's Pizza. Oh, I wish I could eat some pizza right now from Parton's. That was good. <laughs> it was good. It was a cool place. Uh, we went to the JFK stuff. We went to the Grassy Knoll and Dealey Plaza. And that's kind of one of those bucket list things I'd always yeah. wanted to see. So that was neat to see. It was really interesting. Yeah. Um, did we do anything else in Dallas? Oh, we went to the Cattle Drive in yeah. Fort Worth. Um, that was neat that was to neat. see. Yeah. Got some good food there. And then we went to Austin. Austin was really cool. I think in my head, I thought I've, I'd heard that Austin was just kind of like Portland, but in the desert. And so Which it kind of is to a yeah, certain extent. I don't know. I just, I, I thought, well, I've got Portland. That's enough for me. But it was, yeah, it was really a fun place. And I loved all the, the cowboy boots and all the Southern influence. I really enjoyed Austin. I hope we can go back sometime and, and, experience it further we tried to watch the congress bridge bats but that didn't happen because we yeah, ended up going apparently to a we're spot not in that, a great spot for it yeah so we'll have to make it back sometime so we can see the bats come out of congress yeah bridge. um but yeah we had a nice time in austin we i think we just had a fairly low-key time there where we just kind of went a little shopping and we didn't really do anything no, just kind of had food and chopped a little bit and yeah. tried to watch the bats and that didn't work but yeah it was still nice yeah um and then we i i kind of the one place that i kind of regret going to was corpus christi it was out of the way um we should have just gone a different direction like we should have just headed towards houston but instead we went south and went to corpus christi i'm a big fan of selena and I just really wanted to see Selena's hometown and, um, you know, they have a museum and they have, there's just all kinds of stuff there connected to her. There's like a statue on the waterfront. Um, we went and saw her house that she had with Chris. Um, we went to her grave. We went to the place that she was murdered, um, the hotel. And it was all, I am glad that we did it, but we learned that the museum was closed the day that we were there, yeah. which I, I think it, it just was like, the weather, they, they knew it was yeah, coming or what. They, they must have. Cause it was not a day they were normally closed. Yeah. So we weren't able to actually go to the museum, which sucked. Um, we were also had arranged from, for, to drop the dog off at a place, um, on rover.com to go for her to go to a dog sitter so we could go to the museum and it it worked out that we didn't do that because the museum ended up being closed anyways but we pulled up to this house and it just looked it looked sad it was a very sad looking house like it it did not look like a place we wanted to leave our dog so we said okay we we won't do that and we turned around and left and um it worked out because the museum, the reason we were going to drop her off was to go to the museum and then the museum was closed. So it worked out okay. Yeah, it was fine. 
But we ended up getting stuck in a torrential downpour. It just poured and poured and poured. And we drove to Houston that night. And the entire drive, it just rained and rained and rained and rained. There was wind and it was kind of yeah, scary. Yeah, it was kind of scary. It was, it was uh, of our entire trip, that stretch of drive was the most horrible. Yeah. And I, I do, I do kind of wish we would just have not done that, but it turned fine. out okay. Yeah, we were also supposed to go camping in Corpus Christi that night, and obviously because they were having like Crazy a tropical storm, tropical storm winds. Um, yeah, we did not end up doing that. Um, so we went on to Houston. We ended up booking a place in Houston, and the only thing that we did in Houston on our way out the next morning was stop at Beyonce's childhood home. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) You wore your cool hat. I've been to Houston. I've seen Beyonce's childhood home. I'm good now. My life is fulfilled. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we um, we didn't spend a whole lot of time in Houston. Uh, Where did we go after Houston? Was that when we went to New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, so from there, we gosh, we did a lot of driving in that last stretch of those last Mm -hmm. few days. Because, yeah, we went from... Austin. Oh, and outside of Austin on our way out, we stopped at the Te- Texas. Oh, we missed a couple days. Oh, we yeah, did. we we stayed at um we stopped at the gas station barbecue, which is the gas station in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original movie that is now a place you can ha- they have cabins, you can stay the night there, which we have a dog had our dog with us. We couldn't stay there. Yeah. They're, they're not dog friendly or we would have um, but we did get some Texas barbecue from there. It was surprisingly it was, good. Yeah, it was surprisingly very good. Um, and then we went to the actual Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. house and had dinner. Yeah, we had dinner Which they'd there. moved to a different place. I mean, it was still in Texas, but not yeah, in the same had, location. Yeah, they had moved it from another, yeah, from another location. So it was just um, in this little town in Texas, and we... It's a restaurant now, so we had dinner there. We had a very, it was very it was good. good dinner, yeah. yeah. Um, that was like one of the more expensive meals that we had on that trip. Um, cause we were like, we, we did pretty good about being on the budget on that trip. For the most part, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we ate dinner there and then we, uh, had an Airbnb there that night. Um, before we headed to... Was that when we headed to Corpus Christi? Maybe. I don't remember yeah, now. Yeah, I think so. I think that was outside of Austin. Um, but then, yeah, after we left Houston, we went to New Orleans, and we had a couple good days there. That was a fun town. I loved how dog-friendly it was. Yeah. I loved how we could just bring our dog with us to the bar. We, um... I mean, you know, we went around French Quarter. We took a horse-drawn carriage ride, which was really interesting. We got to bring our dog on that. And um, we just, I don't know, I felt like, I felt like of all the places that we went, I felt like we hung out with locals there in a way that locals hang out. Um, because we kind of just did bar hopping. And yeah. we were watching the Saints play um, football with locals in, like, local bars. Mm-hmm. And so, it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I would like to go there back there soon i think because of that experience i'm now a saints fan so <laughs> there's that who knew i'd like football <laughs> but yeah that was that was a fun experience we also stayed at a really um neat airbnb um other than the ac not working in the room very well it was a really cool old little 
Airbnb, or not Airbnb, bed and breakfast, just yeah. a regular B&B. And they had excellent food in the morning. Yeah, they did. Hot breakfast that was included in the, the, ra- the rate of the room. Made out of, like, old mansions that were together. So it was, mm-hmm. it was really neat. It was cool. Yeah, interesting. And it had interesting history, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... I don't know. New Orleans is just a place I want to spend a lot more time yeah, in. There's just really so much do. history there. It's a really interesting town. Um, and then after that, we started heading to Florida. Yeah. That was kind of it, other than we made like a stop at the beach when we first got here. Yeah. We stopped in, in Pensacola. Pensacola, which was gorgeous. That beach was... It was one of the most beautiful yeah, beaches I've ever been on. That is probably the most beautiful beach I have ever set foot on. It was absolutely stunning. Short of like Maui, Hawaii, that's probably yeah. the second nicest beach I've ever been on. Yeah, it was it was absolutely beautiful. Um, and then shortly after we got into town, um, they were hit with a hurricane. Yeah. So I don't even. I I hope I hope that. It's that it's still looking okay over there, but I know that they did get some damage. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we we came in through um, Florida and we stayed one night in Ocala, um, which was fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, what like an hour, hour and a half outside of Orlando. It's not too far away. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we were here. Then we were here. So yeah, there's the uh, there's the road trip. <laughs> I mean, you probably, if you're following this, you probably watched at least some of it, but there's a little compressed version of it for you. Yeah, I mean, we did we did do a lot, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then once we got once we got into town is when we we stayed in our our two different condos. Hey, hey, Kara, let's go check out the theme park fund. All right. ProXPN is a global VPN, or virtual private network, that creates a secure encrypted tunnel through which all of your online data passes back and forth. Any application that requires an internet connection works with ProXPN, including your web browser, email client, and instant messaging program, keeping everything you do online hidden from prying eyes while masking your physical location and giving you unfettered access to any website or web service, no matter where you happen to live or travel to. So I've known a little bit about VPNs in the past, but we've been using this one for about a month now. And Jeremy, you you really know more about it and how it works, so why don't you explain it? Well, it does. It encrypts everything that you send in and out, which is great if you're on, especially like someone else's Wi-Fi, if you're at like a Starbucks or something. Oh, like at a hotel or Or a hotel, yeah. But even on your own... Wi-Fi at home, say you want to watch something that's on the BBC, or um, CBS put their new Star Trek show on their own streaming service, but it's on the UK version of Netflix, and wherever you log into Netflix from is what version of Netflix you see, so if you log in with the VPN telling the internet that you're in the UK, you can watch that Star Trek show. Or anything else that they have on their version of Netflix. So it's got a couple of cool uses. That is really cool. We are going to have to try that out. And we'll let you know how the new Star Trek is. (laughs) 
If you want to check out Pro XPN, there's a link in the show notes where you can get up to 50% off of the VPN service through that link. We'll also have a link to Pro XPN available on our website as well. I think once we got here, we definitely should have like sat down and focused on, hey, we're here now. That was a fun trip, but we're here now. Yeah. But almost immediately after we got here... Other friends came into town. Yeah, other friends came into town. Um, one of the other guys that Jeremy mm-hmm. does, the podcast with Steve, was in town. And then uh, another friend... Friend that we've met yeah. from some of that same group of people. Our friend Josh and his wife, um, Courtney, came and... And their cute daughter. Um, so yeah, we, we I, I think almost immediately after getting here, you know, we should have been a little bit more dedicated about finding a place to live. And it's not like we weren't searching for a job and, and searching for those things, but I don't think... It wasn't as high a priority yeah. as it well, should have been. I, I think like, I, was, I was looking for a job quite a bit. I was interviewing at places. That's true. You had a couple It was interviews. more... My thing was more that I didn't want to accept a job... Or, no, let me, I, I'm saying that backwards. <laughs> I didn't want to find, find a place, place and be locked into a place to live for a year and a half and then end up getting a job an hour and a half away. Yeah. yeah, because Orlando is very spread out. It's, it is. It's, it's very spread out. Very reminiscent of LA to that effect to me where it's just very spread out. Yeah. It's got a bunch of little cities within the big city kind of and yeah. Yeah, so I I think, you know, it really was crucial for us to find a kind of a base that was near where work would be, but it just, it didn't happen in the time frame that we had envisioned, and that, that did, I mean, we ended up in a hotel for the last few days at the end there, and it was rough, and we were in two different condos um so we were before we got here we had booked a condo for a month and it ended up being over by the airport it wasn't near anything really yeah it wasn't near near. anything yeah and it it was a pretty good commute to disney world and anywhere we wanted to go we took toll road a lot because that just made things more efficient but it was also you know 250 every time you take the toll road so it was just not the ideal condo, but it was a nice condo. It lasted for a while. I think it really helped us kind of get our base, um, like bearings our, our bearings on the area and kind of where we wanted to end up. So that part was helpful. We also, before we had moved, had looked into um, renting a place in Davenport. And that was kind of, we, we had actually been set on renting a place before we even got here but when we started the application process they wanted three months of local income and that was just something like, that you don't have yeah that. we didn't have and we weren't going to be able to have that i'm with so many people that are cast members yeah. at disney i'm not even sure how that would Works work for yeah for a place in davenport which is right near disney world yeah. that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me and i think when we had that experience we just thought maybe everything was going to be like that and so we just said, no, we'll just book a condo. We'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. What we didn't realize when we did book that condo for a month is that we would 
at the end of that need to book another condo. So we ended up renting another Airbnb for a couple more weeks and it was actually a shared Airbnb and it was a, who's a not ideal experience. No. Uh, we didn't really show it. Nice enough, but yeah, we didn't ever really show it in any of our videos on YouTube or anything because, um, it was, you know, it was someone else's house and they were Brazilian. And so there was a language barrier. It was just, it was kind of a weird situation. Um, it was thankfully only temporary, but it definitely made us realize like, oh, we've got to find a place. We've got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up uh, just, we had put in, I think we had put in the application for the place. We just, it was like a few days between when we could actually move and yeah. we, and we ended up having to stay at a hotel, hotel. for a few days. Yeah. Um, so that that was our experience of moving here and it was i i still can't believe it feels like it just happened but i can't believe that we've already been here for a couple months yeah like three months almost yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's weird weird. it's weird that we and that we've set off on our our trip you know like over three months ago yeah that is just it does not feel like that much yeah yeah, that's crazy it does not feel like that much time has passed you have now heard our story about what moving here was like um our epic road trip we took on the way here and kind of the whole planning process from start to actually being here and living in weird condos (laughs) um in future episodes we're going to be talking a lot more in detail about the different aspects of what life is like living here in Orlando and in Florida, from how Disney World is different for us as locals, to weather, traffic, cost of living. We're going to be covering just all kinds of aspects of life in Florida. If moving to Florida is something you're considering or planning, you can definitely hit us up with any questions that you have on our website, themagicgeekdom.com. Make sure you follow along with us on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, Links to our social media and our website are also going to be in the show notes for you as well. Thank you so much for listening. Look for the next episode on Tuesday the 18th. Tuesday is going to be the regular day we'll be publishing these. And until then, here's a headline ripped right from the Florida papers. Florida man arrested after Cole's job interview for allegedly stealing Nike shoes. As a gift for his mother. (laughs) All right, that'll do it. All right, see you guys next week. Bye.